Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hello and welcome to This Week Explain. I'm Tiana. And I'm Carvin. And as always, we will be tackling the big geopolitical events of the week. But first, how has your week been so far? Uh, it's been okay. You know, as usual, we I always hesitate to say how the week's been. Um, <laughs> we had birthdays going through. Oh uh, yeah, his birthday! Yeah. <laughs> this guy right here, it was his birthday. I'm 75 years old He's now. 75 years old and he looks so good for his age, guys. I know you can't see it, but he looks wonderful. <laughs> well, it got cold for a little bit, but now it's warming up again. It's been in the 60s here and I do not like that. Me either. I want yeah, all the cold. We got out of Louisiana specifically because we wanted um, actual seasons <laughs> for so the holidays. Bring on the cold weather yes. and stop with all the catastrophes going on. Um, yeah. Let's make it to the new year. Yes. And not, it's an arbitrary term, but yeah. maybe it's better. Well, <laughs> I'm not I saying know, anything right now. We got wood over here to knock on. We've but... already, yeah, we've already decided we're not going to be like, oh, 2022 is going to be our year. We're not saying anything. No, keep until, it quiet. Yeah, yeah. Let's just, let's just. Let's tip-toe. all do that together. Let's tiptoe into 2022. <laughs> it's going to be great. Anyways, guys, so what are the big stories for this week? Well, this uh, this week I wanted to do the big update podcast because a lot of things happened this week that These was really this update is this is good guys this is um good. And we have good news yes we have Wonderful. bad news oh. and we have terrible news uh, oh well okay and then i have another fun little story as we always like to end it with sort of a fun spy intel story so i call this the very handy capable virginia hall and we'll get into that at the end of okay, this. Okay, I don't know what that means. But anyways, big updates. Do you have anything new on those missionaries kidnapped in Haiti? I do. There's huge news. To, today, we're, we're recording this on Thursday, uh, December 16th. So huge news coming this week. There are remaining 12 members of the missionaries that were kidnapped have been released. Nice. All the members seem healthy and in good spirits, uh, but in broader Haiti news, uh, a tanker exploded while transporting fuel in Cap Haitian, which is Haiti's second largest city. And that explosion killed at least 59 people, wounded many others, and severely damaged nearly 50 houses. Um, So if you remember, the missionaries were from the Christian Aid Ministries group. Even before they were released, the Christian Aid Ministries had called for support of the people of Haiti uh, during this tragedy. But, uh, however... The gang-related violence in the country and the overall destabilization has made access to aid an issue. So, uh, just calling on any businesses or, or you know any any other governments that want to do something. Haiti is it needs the help. We really need they they really need the help right now. 
Um, so try to do something with that. Well, thank you for that update. That very, uh, that's, that's a good news, bad news update. Is, uh, is there anything new in Ethiopia's civil war? Yeah. So, you know, as we talked about before, the Tigray People's Liberation Front yeah. and the Ethiopian military are in a civil war right now. Mm-hmm. Well, they continue to fight on the ground in Ethiopia. Uh, as well as engage in a war of words, utilizing media sources sympathetic to each agenda to push a narrative of who is to blame. Uh, I'm going to link some of these articles in the show notes, but uh, the New York Times did a scathing investigative piece on Ethiopia's prime minister, Abiy Ahmed, who in 2019 won the Nobel Peace Prize for his decisive initiative to resolve the border conflict with neighboring Eritrea. Oh, wow. And so the article's author, Declan Walsh, states that border resolution paved the way for the war now engulfing Ethiopia. <sighs> now, that's from the New York Times. Okay. So BBC posted an article that actually shines a positive light on Prime Minister Abiy's actions on the front lines of the battle between the warring factions. And when I say the front lines, I mean the actual front lines of the war in Ethiopia. Oh, wow. As he was photographed in military fatigues, walking through bushy mountainous terrain, scanning the horizon with binoculars, and addressing soldiers directly on the front lines. Even now, reporting is mixed, as the Ethiopian government says they fought back the Tigray People's Liberation Front to regain ground in cities like uh, Desi and Kombolcha, as well as the UNESCO World Heritage Site of Lalibela. However, the Liberation Front has stated they have not lost ground. They're merely consolidating their troop positions to more efficiently take over the capital of Addis Ababa. Um, any updates on what China has been doing? Yeah, there's a, indeed a huge update. And that pertains to both China and Russia. Okay. So the presidents Xi Jinping and Vladimir Putin held a conference call this week amid tensions between Russia and NATO. Uh, Chinese President Xi reiterated his support for Russia and called for binding security guarantees for Russia from NATO. Is this a new partnership? Well, that depends on the definition of new. Uh, Because since 2014, Mm -hmm. China and Russia have strengthened their relationship, increasing political, military, and economic cooperation. But between 1950 and 1990, the two countries were ideologically at odds. Uh, The two countries participated in border disputes, yet they continued to support each other in proxy wars in Vietnam, Korea, and Taiwan. Right now, the two countries are playing the long game and will continue to stay engaged in talks with the hope that they'll be allies in a potential war that could spread NATO militaries thin across multiple fronts. Okay, well, after that discussion, what is the big update on the Russia and Ukrainian border? Well, it's been a busy couple of weeks for the U.S., NATO, and Russia. So as I spoke about earlier, China and Russia publicized their solidarity. Yeah. NATO informed Russia that it will not give guarantees on Ukraine's status as a NATO (laughs) partner. And the United States has reiterated their support of further sanctions on Russia that will cripple its economy. And... Russia continues to move military personnel and equipment to its borders with Ukraine, which has reached 170,000 Russian troops right now. Oh, my gosh. So what further sanctions could possibly be implemented? Well, any coordinated EU sanctions (laughs) will likely depend on Germany. 
Yeah. Uh, their new chancellor, Olaf Scholz, has taken a tougher line with Russia than his predecessor, Angela Merkel. Why Germany? Well, it all centers around the Nord Stream 2 pipeline, mm -hmm. and that's a system of offshore natural gas pipelines in Europe yeah. running under the Baltic Sea from Russia to Germany. Uh, the Nord Stream pipeline has been fiercely opposed by the United States and Ukraine, as well as other Central and Eastern European countries, because their concern is that the pipelines would increase Russia's influence in Europe. Ukraine is also upset that the pipeline bypasses its country because they will see a reduction in transit fees as the pipeline would supply natural gas directly to Germany. So in January of this year, an annual defense policy bill passed by the U.S. Congress included sanctions for companies who worked on or insured the pipeline. Oh, wow. But on May 19th... Hey, in case y'all are wondering, that's our wedding <laughs> anniversary! <laughs> it didn't even click with I, me. Yeah! I was like, no, I can't even let this pass. I was going <laughs> to let you read it, but then I saw that. I'm like, May 19th, that's a good date! So, our wedding anniversary, uh, <laughs> now knows. the U.S. government used that date to waive sanctions against uh, the main company involved in the, in the project, but uh, they also imposed sanctions on four Russian ships and five other Russian entities. Um, well, it can't just be that the pipeline bypasses Ukraine. What else is at stake here? Very true. Uh, the main concern outside of Ukraine is that the Nord Stream 2 pipeline would make Europe more dependent on Russia for energy supplies. No one wants that. Uh, the U.S. definitely doesn't want that. Um, yeah. <laughs> that increased reliance on Russia could give Putin an economic and strategic advantage over Europe, thus making it easier for Russia to invade those former Soviet bloc countries. How so? Well, it would be tough for Europe to increase sanctions on Russia when those sanctions would negatively affect the supply of energy resources to Western European countries. Yeah. This could provide Russia with the protection it needs to slowly move through Eastern Europe. Okay. Um, then what is Germany doing about this pipeline? Well, uh, right now, actually, not a whole lot. So Germany has agreed to take action if Russia uses energy as a weapon in oh. its relations with Ukraine. Mm -hmm. But as of this week, the German energy regulator has tabled all discussion to certify the Nord Stream 2 gas pipeline. They also stated that a decision is not in the plans in the first half of 2022. Are there any more updates from previous stories? Um... You know, I think that about covers the updates from previous stories. Obviously, <laughs> if listeners want a more detailed, nuanced view of the conflicts raging across the globe, sign up for our private intelligence community linked in the show notes. Yeah. Uh, but for right now, uh, I want to discuss the risk of terrorism and violent extremism over the holidays in Europe and the U.S. So this is not an update. Um, this is just more of a discussion for what Europe and the U.S. is putting out as far as the holiday season goes. Um, is there really a threat this year, though? Well, Europe remains an attractive target for terrorist organizations seeking publicity and recruitment. In recent years, ISIS successfully recruited European foreign fighters to fight in Iraq and Syria and radicalized European nationals to conduct deadly lone actor attacks using crude methods like knives and vehicle ramming. Yeah. So these extremist elements in Europe 
have not executed complex, coordinated attacks in recent years. Instead, they have used self-radicalized, unaffiliated lone offenders, possibly aligned with transnational terrorist groups. Uh, They've executed successful individual or small cell attacks Mm -hmm. and continue to pose a serious risk due to their ability to remain undetected. Their willingness to attack civilians and soft targets, their ability to inflict significant casualties with weapons that do not require specialized knowledge, access, or training, and their predictability. So what have the past attacks during the holiday season been? Well, so there was a Tunisian man who drove a tractor trailer into a crowded Christmas market, killing 12 people and injuring 48 others in Berlin, Germany in 2016. ISIS claimed credit for that attack. Mm -hmm. They also claimed credit for a terrorist attack at a nightclub in Istanbul, Turkey, during New Year's Eve celebration in 2017. I do remember that. Which, yeah, as you remember, that was was an Uzbek national who um, fired randomly into a crowd, leaving 39 people dead. Tragedy. Such tragic acts. And then in 2018, a French national indiscriminately opened fire close to the city of Strasbourg. Uh, It was in a Christmas market. He killed three and wounded several others. Oh, gosh. Now, most of these incidents have occurred in Western Europe and involve traditional soft target locations, such Mm -hmm. as shopping malls, clubs, restaurants, places of worship, transportation hubs, and other crowded locations. Yeah. So winter holiday gatherings, including Christmas markets, have typically provided attractive targets for Islamic terrorists. Um, embassies and consulates throughout Europe have already begun to release messaging alerting to these general threats as it pertains to Christmas markets and other similar locations throughout the holiday season. Okay. There's no current indication that any specific market in any one location in the region is at particular risk. Law enforcement agencies across the region have all stepped up patrols. They've done uh, perimeter security and security messaging after attacks at several markets turned deadly in recent years. Um, I'd expect similar precautions this year to include limited and designated entry, um, bollards providing setbacks from busy roadways, Uh road closures, bag screenings, even in locations that have not experienced previous violent episodes. So what can people do to remain safe, though? All right, listen. While an attack is you, possible, you, you have a, you're like I have a plan. Yes, so, okay. An attack is possible during the holiday season. It always is. As of right now, the data does not point to a coordinated attack across the European Union, the United Kingdom, and the United States. Okay. So an attack will most likely focus on one location as an attempt to gain clout for a terrorist organization. So this could help increase their funding for multiple state sponsors of terrorism. Mm -hmm. But to stay completely safe, one would need to avoid all large gatherings, parades, Christmas markets, etc. But you know me, I am not a proponent of living in fear on the off chance that an attack happens. It's just not a good way to live. If we lived that way, we'd never leave our houses. Now, I wish I had right now the information to let everyone know where and when an attack is likely to happen that's just not how intelligence analysis works yeah so i'm gonna say this go out have fun but have an exit plan in case something goes awry don't try to be a hero 
protect yourself and those close to you. The U.S., the U.K., and the European Union security forces are highly capable in countering terrorism. Mm -hmm. Do not follow those guys into battle. (laughs) Run the opposite direction. Governments throughout those regions have effective counterterrorism frameworks and have foiled plots and consistently made terror-related arrests. Okay, so I appreciate that that take on things. Um, What else do you have for this week? Okay, how about Mm -hmm. Virginia Hall? Let's talk about her. Let's do it. Let's do it right now. Come on, Virginia. Yeah, come on, Virginia. (laughs) She was American born in Baltimore, Maryland, actually. Oh, here we go. Who worked with the, the UK's Special Operations Executive and the American Office of Strategic Services in France during World War II. Do these offices even exist anymore? Uh, yes. So the Special Operations Executive is basically MI6 for the UK, and the Office of Strategic Services is basically the CIA for America. <gasps> I love being able to ask you questions <laughs> off the cuff like that, and you know the answers. Anyways, there is normally an angle with these spy stories. So what is... The Virginia Hall angle. Good question. So, <laughs> not only was Virginia Hall the first female agent to take up residence in war-torn France in 1941, but she was considered by the Gestapo as the most dangerous of all Allied spies. Oh, gosh. And all this after she lost her leg in a hunting accident, oh. which made the Germans also call her the limping lady. Ah. Mm, okay. Anyways. <laughs> we weren't very progressive back then. Yeah, okay, yeah. I was, I was about to call that out, but it doesn't matter. Because, it's problematic. Yeah, it's it's a, the limping lady. But the Germans Anyways. in World War II were very problematic. Yeah. We don't have to tell anybody about that. <laughs> what exactly did she do as a spy for the UK? Well, she did a whole host of things. Yeah. So first... She used her cover as a reporter for the New York Post to Mm -hmm. interview people, gather information, and file stories filled with details useful to military planners. Yes! She was a pioneer as a World War II secret agent and taught herself much of the spy tradecraft that I learned in the schoolhouse for military intelligence. Yes. And that is arranging contacts, recommending who to bribe, and where to hide. Yeah. And supervising the distribution of wireless sets. She also helped down British pilots escape imminent captivity and return them to safety in England. Now, the most fascinating part of her experience, in my view, mm-hmm. is her ability to predict situations. Predictive analysis is a big part of what we do at Oakland Analytics. Yeah. And from reading the stories on Virginia Hall, she appeared to be a pioneer on predictive analysis. On multiple occasions, she would miss meetups with potential sources or not show up to certain SOE meetings because she felt something was off. On one occasion... Going with her gut. Yeah, just going with her gut, which is a lot of what predictive analysis is. Yeah. You you get all the data, but you really have to go with your gut and what you really think. And she was correct every single time. Nobody wants to admit that maybe that little voice that's like tugging you in a certain direction might be right. Like, Well, you don't want to tell your handler or your boss, I think this is happening. Because my gut. Because my gut tells me. my gut. You'll get laughed out of the office. I know this. (laughs) I'm sorry. So... 
on one occasion, a yeah. group of 12 SOE agents mm-hmm. were arrested during a meeting she refused to show up for. Virginia Hall then found where the 12 agents were being held and successfully helped them escape to safety back in England. Now, after the war, Hall joined the CIA. She was one of the first women hired by the new agency. She became the only woman civilian during World War II to receive the Distinguished Service Cross. Let me say that again. The only woman civilian during World War II to receive the military award for the Distinguished Service Cross. It's just an impressive career for a woman with a disability, both of which were looked down on in the 1940s. (laughs) You're not wrong at all. Is there anything else on your radar? Oh, yeah. One more thing. Sorry. Okay. Okay. Just a few weeks. So this just came out today. Okay. Just a few weeks before killing President John F. Kennedy, if you believe that Lee Harvey Oswald killed President John F. Kennedy on November 1963, Lee Harvey Oswald traveled to Mexico City where he spoke with a KGB officer at the Soviet embassy. This is from a new document that was released on Wednesday. Holy moly. So, the National Archives released nearly 1,500 documents this week related to the investigation into Kennedy's assassination. I have not had a chance to review these documents, but that interesting tidbit will motivate me to go deeper into the Kennedy assassination investigation. I'm not going to see you for a while. So, now I've stated this before. You know this. I'm not big on promoting conspiracy theories. But I do find them interesting. Yeah. And a ton of factual historic. There's a little truth. Exactly. Every single There is a little bit of truth in every bit of the conspiracy theories. Yes, Yes. I'm sorry. And those factual, that factual data can be parsed from these documents. Okay. So hopefully soon we can outline what happened and separate fact from fiction. Now, after that, I think we are out of time this week. As always, if you like this show, please try to tell at least one person about us. We can be found wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, head over to Apple Podcasts and give a five-star review. Those help us get noticed by thousands of podcast listeners globally. As always, if you would like in-depth coverage of these stories and more, please subscribe to our community at oaklandanalytics.com. Tiana. As always, once again, thank you so much for this. And until next week, stay safe out there.